Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. You've read his books. You see him on television. You follow him on social media. And you can listen to him talk about life and retirement right here, right now. He is Pat Struby, and this is Save Your Retirement, presented by Preservation Specialists. Did you know the average American worker will hold about 12 different jobs over their lifetime? If you've worked for more than one company and have saved in more than one 401k, then all the more reason to get some guidance on getting your finances in order for retirement. But the good news is Pat Struby has some insights to share on that. We are so glad you're here with us. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And Pat, this is going to be a great show today, talking a little bit about getting all those 401ks if you have a string of them organized. <laughs> so should be fun. I hope you're doing great this week. I am doing great. Yeah. And 12 jobs. It sounds crazy. But I think when you just start thinking about like, you know, I think of myself as kind of having done one thing my whole adult life. But then when I think back to the actual technique, you know, depending on your definition of jobs, you know, who I've affiliated with and those types of things, it starts to add up over time, which is just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Well, and it's definitely a different world today than what it used to be when you think about how people used to work one job. Um, We've talked about that before in the show. You know, not only has retirement changed over the years, but our society, our working world. Uh, There's a recent study. I thought this was really interesting. 60% of today's workers are employed in occupations that didn't even exist in 1940. And I don't know if your girls, you know, come home and talk about this, but my youngest will talk about, oh, these YouTubers and being a YouTuber when he grows (laughs) up. I mean... People do jobs that just weren't a thing. Right. (laughs) It's kind of wild. And like I said, American workers hold an average of about 12 jobs over their lifetime. And here's why I think it's important that we talk about this. When you switch jobs, you have options for what to do with your company's 401k. And Pat, 41% of employees cash out when they leave a job, Mm. despite the taxes, the penalties for early withdrawal. Researchers say when people cash out, They're back at square one. No more savings than they had when they started. They set themselves back years in the ability to accumulate enough savings for a comfortable retirement. I'm guessing you really do not like to hear news like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough to hear, but I've seen it throughout my whole career. And, you know, there's practical reasons for that. Sometimes when you're changing jobs, there's financial difficulties at that time. Sure. You, know, you know, Maybe you didn't leave by choice, and so you're trying to float money for a little while, and oh, there's some money I can grab right away. I've also talked with people, very intelligent people that have said they have this justification of, well, it's $5,000. Like, why, why yeah, bother? Not a big you know deal, what I mean? Right. It's, not, it's not enough at that point in their life to worry about. And yeah, it's one of those things where you're putting money away for retirement. And then if you're constantly taking it back out, like you said, back at square one, it's a very good point. It reminds me of if you're living in a home, let's say you lived in the same house for 30 years, which obviously is not very common either, Mm -hmm. but you get one mortgage for that time. And then after 30 years, you've paid it off. But what often happens if interest rates are good, especially when rates were going down, you might hear people, oh, I refinanced, you know, I refinanced, I refinanced. Well, that's great. You're getting a lower interest rate, but are you taking money out each time? Are mm. you just are you re- you're resetting it? Are you doing thirty year loans every time? You still have this huge debt. Right. Whereas instead of just chipping away at the old one, and I'm not saying refinancing is a bad thing by any means if it's a good interest rate, but it's it's that same idea of anytime you're trying to accumulate wealth to protect your retirement, you need the power of compounding over mm-hmm. time. And I think in both of those situations, you're losing that. Yeah, I I think that's a really good point. And I think, again, it's a matter of 
not necessarily yes or no answers, but just kind of understanding the true ramifications of the decisions that you're making. What are the real costs and does this really make sense? Pat, for people who maybe they're in this situation, they're getting ready to switch jobs, maybe they have switched jobs, how do you talk to them about the options for what to do with their 401k? Because I'm also guessing, Pat, a lot of people probably cash it out because nobody's really told them what yeah. makes sense to do. So so yeah. how do you talk to people about that? No, that, that's a good point. We, we should have said that. Yeah, so many times. I always say, you know, we went from a generation or two ago and just living off of Social Security and a pension to now we're almost forced to be our own pension managers. Yeah, and of course, right. we, we've never, none of us, have, other than people who've been trained for it, none of us have been given any training on how to actually do that. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of that. So the main thing to know is if whenever you're leaving your job and you have some type of retirement plan, you basically have three options. You can cash it out. And if you do that, if you are before age 59 and a half, you're going to pay income taxes on the amount you take out plus a 10% penalty. So that's a pretty big deal because if you defer that money to retirement, then now you're deferring taxes on it and allowing it to compound all that time, plus you're avoiding the 10% hit. So that's certainly, unless you have an extreme emergency situation and you need that money, we would love to see you not take the money out. So that's mm -hmm. number one. Okay. Now, the other two options are often you can leave it in the existing plan. And most of the time, nine times out of 10, we recommend you not do that uh, for a couple of reasons. One is if you go to 12 different jobs over your lifetime, now you've got 12 different little accounts. How on earth are you going to even keep track of all that, right? <laughs> or remember where it is. Um, number two, I've always said when it comes to 401ks, it's your money, but it's their plan. So if you leave your money at an old employer, they have total control over changing that plan. They can't steal your money, but they can totally change the funds. They can raise the fees. There's all kinds of things that can happen. So by not keeping it there, you can maintain more control. And so the third option then would be rolling that money into an IRA. And that's one of the things, Jen, we joke uh, sometimes when we're speaking about how all of us, when you're an adult, have what we call a financial junk drawer, mm -hmm. which is basically like all the stuff when you start being a grown-up that you collect, right? <laughs> so you've got you, – you open a savings account for money to save for a vacation or for the next car or something like that. You've got three 401ks you've accumulated. You've got some pension benefits. You get a social security statement every once in a while. Throw it in the financial junk drawer. And so part of our job is when we get together the first time helping you collect all that stuff and figure out – and um, I know one of our advisors is working right now with someone who I think has maybe 19 bank accounts and or maybe 19 investment accounts. I think part of their goal is to kind of just do some streamlining and, hey, how do we maybe cut that in half and so we can reduce account fees and also make it much easier to manage all this stuff. So as much as we love to talk about saving taxes and generating more income and having better investments and all that kind of stuff, sometimes it's just about helping you streamline your life and make things simpler and make things easier to understand and work better. And if you could benefit from a process like that, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That's part of our five-step retirement review. There's no cost or obligation for listeners of the show. Call us now to get started at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he's the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret, talking today about some of these trends we see with people working more jobs for shorter periods of time. But then, of course, that means we have multiple 401ks. So the big question is what to do with this. And when we are taking money, Pat, when we get to the point where it's time to start taking money out of the 401ks and the IRAs, not only do we need to be managing them and making the right decisions while we're accumulating but we need to be mindful of the tax impact and some of the rules that apply when we're taking money out of these accounts in retirement. So how do you set people up for that or talk to people about that? Yeah, I'd say over the last you know handful of years, Jen, this has become just a much, much bigger priority uh, for us and, and for the people that we help. And the reason is because the default system of retirement in America right now is to tell you to or to force you to 
pool money in, in a 401k. And a typical 401k or IRA is tax deferred, which means you're saving taxes along the way, but you pay taxes at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, there's three issues with that. The first is if everyone says, hey, you'll always be paying lower taxes in retirement. Well, that assumes you're probably not going to be doing much in retirement. And a lot of our clients want to do stuff. They want to be able to travel. They want to be able to do things with family. So you might not be in a lower tax bracket. So mm-hmm. that's number one. The second one is we have a massive debt as a country, $32 yes. trillion dollars right mm-hmm. now. Every single expert says the only solution to that is increasing taxes. And then the third thing is that the last time taxes were cut, those expire in 2025. So even if nothing happens, tax rates are going up anyway. So the whole idea of just deferring taxes and dealing with it later is is not (laughs) a great idea. And so we always want people to be more proactive. And our goal is just help you take control of the decisions you're making with your taxes so you can decide what makes the most sense for you. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do you talk to people about some of those opportunities, some of those strategies are out there? Because at the the end of the day, if we are concerned about taxes going up, we want to figure out what we can do about it. How do we learn about opportunities to save on taxes in the future? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing is just understanding, again, that just from a big picture is most important, that there's three different ways your money can be taxed. So if you think of three tax buckets, Mm -hmm. you have your income taxable bucket, which is like if you have money in a CD at the bank and you get a 1099 every year and you pay taxes on it. You have your tax deferred, which is like your 401k, where you take it out taxes at the end. And then you have your income tax-free, and that's like a Roth IRA or Roth 401k and things like that. Now, there's nothing wrong, inherently wrong with any of those three, but we just want to take control over, let's take a look at where all your money is right now and figure out, is that where you want it? Or how do we start shifting those things? And there's, you know, there's pros and cons to all that. And again, that's all different for each one of us. And so that's why we love to sit down one-on-one with people to help them look at those things for themselves and figure out the best path forward. Because the reality is, when we talk about what's going on with taxes, and Pat, you were talking a little bit about the spending that we see with our government and just where our tax rates are right now, today's federal income tax rates could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life because they did go down a few years ago with that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We know that's going to expire here in a few years. So really, it's not a matter of if at this point, but when taxes will go up. Absolutely, Jen. And I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. We want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement, learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement, and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to. To get started, call 803-9-RETIRE, and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your possible tax liabilities could be in the future. For listeners of the show, there's no cost and there's no obligation. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. That number one more time, 803-9-RETIRE. More insights from Pat are coming up on the other side of the break. Stay with us. John Farley here. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, In the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is how do we pay it off? The answer, increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in the future depends on a lot of things. The team at Preservation Specialists knows what to look for. Our advisors can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as it can be. Call 803-9-RETIRE to set up a visit with an advisor at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 803-9-RETIRE. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital Member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation Specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership. Schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review. Call right now, 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Pat is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and the Retirement Secret. And Pat, when you plan for retirement, you might want to consider all the risks your money may face. Because if you don't take steps to preserve your money from risk, 
your whole retirement could be at risk. And really, when you think about those different potential threats, this is really what your first book is all about. When we talk about Save Your Retirement, you literally outline those (laughs) threats for us. Absolutely. Save Your Retirement was about the seven retirement villains. And of course, not only how they can harm you, but how you can protect yourself. So I think we all know there are risks out there. That book is designed to try and make it a little more interesting and fun to learn about, (laughs) but also to be informative. So you you can learn ways to protect yourself, which, of course, is what this show is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start to go through some of these, Pat. What could be some of the biggest potential threats to our retirement income? How do you talk to people about that? Yeah, I think just kind of for the sake of our discussion today, I think four of them that we picked out would be, you know, that we're living longer certainly would be one of them. Having all your eggs in one basket or, you know, just taking a lot of risk with your nest egg mm-hmm. would be number two. The third one would be taxes. And then the fourth one would be just a lack of being prepared. So those are four things that I think, I think it's really some interesting things for us to discuss today and hopefully provide some helpful information. Yeah. And, you know, Pat, one of the biggest fears that so many people have is running out of money while they're in retirement. Let's talk about this particular risk. I mean, you outlined some of the main threats to our income. Talk about why so many people are so worried about outliving their savings. Yeah, I think that, you know, we have, it's a squeeze in our country of that, number one, we're clearly living much longer, but also we're retiring earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. The average retirement, as I was researching my book, uh, used to be age 65, now it's 62. Now, keep in mind, I always want to make the point, that's not always by choice. So that could be by choice, uh, could be being downsized. Uh, We have many clients that have hired us when they were ahead of their targeted retirement date, but they got downsized. And so the first reason they hire us is to help them do an analysis and say, what are my choices right now? Can I even think about retiring? And then unfortunately for some people, there's health issues that pop up and they can't work anymore. So the length of a retirement has gotten much longer on both ends. But then, you know, the thing you and I talk about all the time is social security has serious uh, financial problems and pensions are disappearing. So those fixed places where we can count on income have disappeared. We have a longer time to cover. So it's logical. It's smart to be worried about running out of money. Yeah. This is something that we think everyone should be thinking about. And this is the absolute thing that we've kind of built our entire company structure is built on that. More than anything else, how do we make sure you never run out of money? And I think that that's where, you know, people have really appreciated, you know, clients that people that we help, uh, they've really enjoyed that peace of mind that we've tried to help give them. When you think about some of the factors at play here, some of the reasons why people worry about outliving their money, one of the reasons could potentially be healthcare costs. You think about the the projections here and the numbers, Pat. Fidelity says the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend more than $300,000 after mm. tax just on healthcare. And that doesn't even include long-term care. And Pat, I mean, there are people who are wanting to save that amount for their retirement, but this is what healthcare could cost. So what are some ways you help retirees prepare for those kinds of costs for healthcare and long-term care? Because that's a huge one. Yeah. And I I think, you know, three of those risks, I almost roll up together because they all kind of go hand in hand. One is the risk of outliving our money or, or, you know, longevity. Mm -hmm. The second one is inflation because, you know, if things get more expensive over the course of one year, most of us can handle that. But if you compound that change over 10, 20, 30 plus years, that's when it becomes huge. And that's part of the problem with healthcare costs Mm -hmm. is we all know how much they've gone up over the last 10 years. Well, imagine you're retiring today. Imagine what those costs could be in 20 or 30 years. It's scary to think about. So you, you roll all those up together. Those are some serious risks we need to be thinking about. The truth about healthcare is there is no easy button that you can press, sure. you know, like, like the old commercials that you've got sitting on your desk. And so we just, just like anything else, I know, you know, it sounds, probably sounds really boring to people aren't like me, but the thing is, is just having a plan. And we think the plan is what has given so many of the people that we help with their retirement. It's given them peace of mind because when you have a plan that covers everything and your healthcare plans, says, okay, so if I retire before 65, I need to figure out what type of health insurance I'm going to have. So we create a strategy for that. And then at 65, I qualify for Medicare. So let's make sure we have a strategy for that and the Medicare supplement. And then what if I need nursing care someday? What would 
that look like? How am I going to cover that? And then, mm -hmm. so we we look at the options there, and we have a strategy for that. And that's it's really it's really about going through those types of things. Now, our job when you hire us is to help you put the plan in place and help you manage it. So you know things may change with the different types of tools and strategies that we're using, but maybe they don't. Either way, you've got the peace of mind to know you've got something in place and you've got someone helping you take care of that. And if you don't have peace of mind for that, if you're laying awake at night worrying about those types of things, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer listeners of the show what we call our five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation that covers five areas of retirement planning. One of those is income planning to protect you from running out of money. One of those is your health care plan. So you have those pieces pulled together as well. Again, to take advantage of that as a listener of the show, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rezac alongside. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE, or if it's easier to just punch in the numbers when you're looking at your phone, 803-973-8473. Talking today about some of the risks that could cause you to spend on your savings too quickly, certainly risks that pose a threat to your retirement income. We know inflation happens, Pat. We know this intellectually because we've all seen prices increase throughout our <laughs> lifetime. And it's one of those things we all kind of enjoy or, or at least are somewhat amused by some of the stories. I think I've told you this before, but when my grandparents bought their first home back in the late 50s, early 60s, mm. They spent $12,000 on the whole house. They, wow. they got the whole entire house for $12,000. <laughs> yeah. You would not want probably a home that costs $12,000 today. <laughs> Inflation is something that's very real, but we don't always recognize how this could play out for us in the future in retirement. How, how do you talk to people about that? Yeah, it reminds me, Jen, the one that always sticks with me is when I was a senior in high school, I worked at the movie theater and it was $6.25 to go to a movie yeah. in the evening at that time. And the retirees would come and say, $6.25, that's crazy. I used to pay whatever. And now, of course, I go to the movies yes. and I say, what? It costs how much to go to the movies? So it hits home way too often. Yeah, I mean, the two things when you're thinking just about the simplicity of your retirement is you need to have money coming in to replace your salary right now. Mm -hmm. And we want to do everything possible to make sure you never outlive that money. That's the first step. Then the second step is how do we keep up with inflation? How do we help you maintain your purchasing power? I mean, you need to have both of those to have a real comfort or peace of mind in retirement. And so, you know, it's one of those things where people say, well, what do you mean a written retirement income plan? It sounds like just, you know, I know where my income's going to come from. These are the types of details we want to make sure you have. And once again, not only is it great that you have this plan that you know where your income's coming from for the rest of your life, but it's that comfort and the peace of mind knowing that you don't have to lie awake worrying about it. You've already got it in place. And so having a plan for inflation is absolutely a big piece of it. Yeah, it's just again, it's one of those things that we know, we know intellectually that inflation happens, but then just trying to figure out what to do about it and how to factor that in is where people get kind of stuck. What about things like tax planning also? I, I imagine a lack of tax planning can probably have an impact on your retirement if that's an issue that you've really not tried to follow or to do much about. Yeah, Jen, our, we have a retirement system that's gone away from creating a guaranteed income of Social Security and pension to you having to basically save for yourself and manage that money and then withdraw that money to live off of. And most of the plans in our current system are designed like a 401k or a regular IRA to defer your taxes and then you pay all the taxes on the back end in retirement. Mm -hmm. And maybe that worked a generation or two ago, but when you look at where we're at as a country with $32 trillion of debt and literally every single expert saying tax rates have to go up, we have a system right now that's creating a huge tax problem. So it doesn't mean that 401ks and IRAs are bad, but we what we really want to do is we want to sit down with, you know, the families that we help and we want to look at what are the assets they have, you know, if they're still working, where are their new savings going and how do we let them have a structure that helps them take control of their taxes in retirement, and helps them try to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement so you're keeping more of that hard-earned money after you decide to retire. Talk a little bit about what this looks like as we are going through all these different risks. And then, you know, you think about things like costs and fees in our retirement account also. How can you help get to the bottom of some of these risks? Not only understanding what the taxes are, but maybe some of those other things we don't see, like the costs and the fees in our plan. 
Yeah. So we have a lot of people that, that approach us, you know, maybe three, five, seven years before retirement or that we've always joked to Jen, sometimes it's three or five or seven days before Ooh, retirement goodness. too. So, <laughs> so we meet on a different speed when that happens. Yeah. But a lot of our people that hire us are just people that have been saving, you know, putting, chipping, putting money away, or maybe they came into some money from an inheritance or, you know, sold a business or something like that. And they just think, you know, maybe it's time to look at something with a little more detail and covers a little more areas. And that's what the five-step retirement review is all about. It's an opportunity to lay out everything that you have, you know, 401k, social security benefits, all that stuff. Let's get it all out on the table. And then let's look at what you're trying to accomplish. What are your goals and dreams for retirement? And how much is that going to cost you? And let's see where you stand. And a lot of times, Jen, people are better off than they realize mm. because, it, you know, they didn't have the ability to put it all together and, you know, run a projection. So that's what our five-step retirement review is all about, helping you figure out what you have and looking at these risks and helping you have a strategy to protect yourself from them. We offer that no cost, no obligation for listeners of the show. Call now to take advantage at 803-9-RETIRE. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE, 803-973-8473. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. heard Pat on radio, now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He's the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret, talking today about the different risks to your retirement income. So many people are worried about outliving their savings because of some of the risks that we talked about earlier. But, you know, Pat, I want to kind of shift gears here for a moment. If you're so worried about outliving your savings, can there be a new risk of underspending in retirement and <laughs> under enjoying our retirement? I love that question, Jen, because, you know, our advisor team spends all of our time working with clients and trying to figure out their retirement income, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially since we've had so much talk and thinking about inflation in the last few years. So I'll give you an example. I'll come back full circle, I promise. Okay. So there's a couple of things I'm going to mention. One <laughs> is, I've probably mentioned on the show once or twice, there's an idea called the retirement spending smile. Yes. And this talks about how most of us are going to spend, have our highest spending in the first few years of retirement because we got our bucket list and we're young and healthy and, and energetic. And then most of us over the first 10 to 15 years, you've done a lot of those things and you say, okay, I'm kind of cool just hanging out and relaxing, right? right. So that's less expensive. So that's the bottom of the smile. And then towards the end of our life, of course, we have more medical expenses mm -hmm. and things like that. So anyway, most of us don't spend on a straight line. But when we're running retirement projections, of course, software typically does do and says, let's increase it at 3% a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really valuable conversation for people to have for exactly this reason. I had a longtime client who's still working. And he said, I'm worried about inflation. I want to run my retirement at 5% inflation every year. Well, over a 30-year retirement, your income is like doubling or tripling hmm. at that type of rate. And my, my concern was, what if him being so cautious with those assumptions that he's forcing himself to work an extra two or three or four years mm -hmm. or spend less in retirement? So yeah, we want to help people find that balance of making sure your money lasts making sure you're accomplishing whatever other goals you have, whether it's to help kids or grandkids or church or charity and those types of things. But we also want you to be able to enjoy yourself and do the things that you want to do. And that's, of course, that's a tricky balance, but that's yeah. part of really being thoughtful about your retirement planning. That word balance is such a good word to use there. And it's so important that we not lose sight of that because it really is a balance. Talk about what goes into that spending plan so we can start to create that balance. We can spend confidently in retirement, have that balance there? And what do we need to do to balance the preservation that we need with the growth that we need to give our income enough to get us all the way through? Yeah, when we're thinking about what you're going to be spending in retirement, some of the people we work with like to just have a baseline there to say, I'm going to spend 
$6,000 a month in retirement, and they will increase that with inflation. That's nice and simple. We can do that. Mm -hmm. Others like to get a little more detailed. Maybe we have kind of a baseline, what they're going to spend, and then they're going to have a separate category for travel or a separate category for doing things with family or sure. you know those types of things. Well, those are kind of interesting because maybe with travel, most people don't think they're going to travel the same amount every year for the rest of their life, right? right? <laughs> so we can kind of front load that. We don't have to worry about inflation in 20 years and those types of things. So I think that's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. The main thing I always say, Jen, when someone says, what do you mean a written retirement income plan? Well, if you're a married couple, there's four things you need to be able to answer. You need to be able to answer, first of all, how are you going to have steady, consistent, and reliable income in retirement? Mm -hmm. So that can't be just assuming the stock market is going to go up at 10% a year or anything like that. The second piece is how do you make sure you never run out of money? So we have things you know that have lifetime guarantees. The third thing is how do you make sure you keep up with inflation and that you are still able to maintain your standard of living? So everyone needs those three. And then the fourth one for married couples is what do you have in place in case one of the spouses passes away? Mm -hmm. Because the income and expenses are going to change when that happens. And of course, it's unfortunate, but it's very common. Uh, it could be either one, but it's very common that the husband passes away first, and we, and we need to make sure that that wife is protected in that type of scenario. So all of those things go into having a plan. And again, it all comes back to you leaving the meeting when that plan gets put in place to say, Oh, I can take a breath and say, wow, I can actually, you know, go on this vacation and sit at the beach and not be thinking about what's mm. what's the market doing today or what's my portfolio doing or is the money going to last? You can actually just do the things that you want to do. That's ultimately what our goal is. And I think that's what so many people are looking for. As you are talking through this with people, how should our investment strategy or should we be invested differently in retirement? How do you talk to people about that part of it? Yeah, so this is really what my entire second book, The Retirement Secret, talks about, which is, you know, hitting on a few of the most important things, Jen, that I think are really important to back up to. The first thing is there is no such thing as a perfect investment, mm -hmm. right? No matter how much the people on YouTube or TV or the radio want to say, that doesn't happen. So that means that we have to divvy our money up. We can't have it all in one place. And so how do you do that? And so that's a complication. And the other thing that I always want to make a point about is, to answer your question, is there's really three phases of investing in our lives. So the first is when we are accumulating money. And I would say that's anytime you're 10 or more years from retirement. And that's pretty straightforward. You just want to plow as much money into, into your accounts as you can. And you just want it to grow as much as it can. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty simple. The last of the three phases is when you are actually retired. And of course, that's a night and day difference. You know, in the first phase, you want growth. Now in retirement, you want income and you want to preserve that money as much as you absolutely can. But you don't flip a switch. You don't just invest for growth and then retire and then put it all under the mattress or anything like that. Right, right. So there has to be a middle uh, phase. And so that's the from accumulation to retirement. And retirement experts say that's the most difficult phase because there is no simple solution or approach. And this is where we believe working with an expert can pro provide big benefits and peace of mind. And that's exactly when so many families decide to work with us because we can help with that transition. And, and so we call that kind of custom building a retirement investment plan. And this is a process that people have just really loved over the years. If you don't have anything like that or sounds like that might benefit you, call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We'll provide you with the first steps of a custom-built retirement income plan at no cost and no obligation. So getting started is just at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today about some of the different risks to our retirement income. Certainly, so many people are concerned about outliving their savings. If you are not interested in investing in the markets in retirement, or Pat, maybe you believe it's time to check out of, of, of certainly being more aggressive, but being in the markets in general, what are some of the options? Or how, how do you talk to people about how they should be allocated or, or some of their different options? Yeah, when uh, you know when I wrote the book, The Retirement Secret, that was really trying to summarize the process that we go through with our clients. That 
most people have really just enjoyed. And so we, we have an idea called the financial house and there's three levels to your house. I'm not a great artist, so it can't be any more complicated <laughs> than that. Um, so if you think about the bottom of the house is the foundation, that's got to be very strong and stable. So that's going to be your safe and guaranteed places to put money. And you know, there's not a lot of things that can say that that's going to be bank accounts up to FDIC limits. That's going to be us savings bonds. That's going to be annuities with principal guarantees and things like that. And now, you know, that we're in a time when you can get some pretty darn good returns in that area, which we haven't been able to say that for over a decade. Yeah, right. Um, so that's an interesting one right now. If we skip to the top of the house, the roof, that's going to be your growth and your risk money. So that's where the market money goes. And it's not that you shouldn't be in the market in retirement. It's that you don't want to be there with your money you're counting on for your income today. It's a great place to put money away for you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now to help with inflation and things like that. And then the middle area of the house is one a lot of people don't know a lot about. We call that the walls. And that just means it's not guaranteed like the foundation. And it's designed to try and avoid those day-to-day swings of the stock market in the roof. So those are investments that are designed for dividends. Maybe they're paying out five or six or 7% a year. And that can pay out income on a monthly basis to help you live off of. And so when you say, Jen, you know, hey, when I'm 40 or 50 and I've got it all in the market, so that's in the roof, how do I start transitioning it out? That's where we put together a plan to say, okay, as you get closer and closer to retirement, How do we want to shift some of those down into the walls and the foundation? And that's just a process you go through with your planner to make sure that you're finding the right mix for you. Because, of course, everyone's different. Everyone has not only a different comfort level with the risk, but they also have a different need for what that portfolio is going to generate in retirement. So each of those pieces makes it different for everyone. And that's why it's important to be thoughtful about making those changes. Yeah, again, it's just one of those areas where I think people need some guidance because, Pat, it's one thing to be making some of these decisions during your working years, investment decisions, that type of thing, when your income isn't riding on that. It's a little bit different when you get into retirement, and now we have to start figuring out some of these different options for income. So, Pat, there are so many different risks that can be harmful to our retirement plans. Talk about some of the ways you help clients create a retirement plan that is designed to address some of these risks. I I think a word we like to use is comprehensive. How do we put together a comprehensive plan that can deal with so many of these different risks that are out there? Yeah, I was thinking about this, Jen, and I think, you know, it's it's human nature for all of us. We want the simple answer. And, you know, retirement's pretty complicated. So I think, you know, we started talking about comprehensive retirement planning a long time ago. And I was talking to someone about the roof on our office building, and I was kind of saying, I, I just want it simple. And it kind of dawned on me. I said, oh, <laughs> that's, I wish I could do that for retirement, you know, just to make a very simple analogy. But yeah, I mean, you know, there are, there are five areas in every custom-built retirement plan that we build. Uh, we are creating a written retirement income plan because how do you retire without knowing where your income's coming from? Mm-hmm. You have to have a tax plan because you do not want to be retiring and all of a sudden be shocked that you're losing 25% of your income to taxes. You need to have a plan for that. Most people have to have an investment plan for retirement because it's very unusual for someone to just live on Social Security and a pension anymore because we all need our assets to generate some of our income as well. We have to have a health care and insurance plan because you have Medicare uh, limitations, you have health care limitations, you have the risk of needing to be in a nursing home or nursing care of some kind. And then finally, we all need an estate plan. And that's not just, you know, where do you want the money to go? And and does it go to family or church or charity or something like that? It's also, if you're married, what happens if something happens to one of the spouses? Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that your spouse is protected? So without all five of those things, you're going to have concerns and fears and things like that. So kind of wrapping that up, Jen, that's what we want to do. We want to help people build a plan so they have peace of mind and they can retire and actually enjoy that time. And that's why we offer our retirement review to our listeners at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call us right now at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Have you ever heard of the income-related monthly adjustment amount, or IRMA, before? Well, don't feel bad. Most people haven't either. IRMA is a surcharge to the cost of Part B and Part D premiums for individuals based on their income from two years ago. If your income was above 87000 as a single person or 174000 if you're married, you'll receive an IRMA charge. I won't get into all the details, but no, IRMA can add about $70 to about $425 per month to your cost depending on your income. 
So if you have a higher income or sold a property, received a bonus or deferred compensation, you may run into this. Please know there is a process to reduce or eliminate these costs once you're on Medicare. If your income will be less in retirement than it was two years ago, then it makes sense to appeal this charge. Your financial planner can also show you ways to reduce your taxable income prior to retirement, which helps reduce or eliminate these charges before they happen. Please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, would be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. To schedule a visit for your own customized five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and he is sweating bullets right now because we're getting ready to put him to the test Pat, we've done retirement trivia before. We're doing it again. And our topic this week is Social Security. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling a lot of pressure because I feel like I should know most of the answers. So if I get a lot of these wrong, it's going to be quite embarrassing. Uh, well, and I know you know a lot about Social Security. Some of these are going to be really interesting little, like, fun facts about Social oh, Security. Oh, okay. so, Okay. So, and I mean, you know, the first one that I'm going to ask you, for example, I don't know that it really speaks to your intelligence on the matter. It's more of just like a <laughs> random little bit of trivia. So, okay. Okay. first Social Security payment, I, you know, you may have heard of Ida Mae Fuller. She was yes. the first person who got that monthly payment. So, my question to you is how much was it that first mm. monthly payment made to Ida Mae on January 31st, 1940? Was that little check for A, B, $22.54, C, $36.31, or D, a hefty $56.65 for her monthly payment for Social Security. Okay, so I was I, in my brain. I was overstating inflation because I was actually thinking it was like two dollars oh. or something. So I'm going to go with instead of going with the closest number, which is mm-hmm. A, I'm going to go with B because I'm assuming I just moved the decimal point over. Oh, one. okay. B. Twenty-two dollars. Okay. What I'm going to say. Final answer. Yes. You got it. <laughs> yes. You got it. I That's love that right. sound. Ding! Yes. Look at you. She was a teacher. And a legal assistant from Vermont, and I love this quote from her later. She said, it wasn't that I expected anything, mind you, but I knew I'd been paying for something called Social Security. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Back when it was a a concept that we were kind of aware of, but didn't really know much about yet back in the day. Isn't it funny to think of someone being interviewed for receiving a payment from Social Security? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. For $22. If, if they only knew what, what it would turn into Holy over the years. Holy you know? moly. What would Ida May say today, right? Okay. Here's another history question from Social okay. Security. Average life expectancy when Social Security was passed, Pat, was it A, 45 years old, B, 52 years old, C, 58 years old, or D, 62 years old? What was the average life expectancy? Okay, so uh, full benefits originally was at 65. Okay. And my understanding was I thought that it was pretty close to life expectancy at the time. So I'm going to say 62. All right. Is that your final answer? It is absolutely my final answer. All right. Here's the thing. I'm being generous here. Oh, no. Because... It was a trick question. 62 was the average life expectancy for women, but 58 was for men. So it was, oh. a, it was C and D as a trick question. But Isn't that amazing, though, that they started the age well beyond <laughs> that much past actual, the guys? Actual, well, and it was beyond either of their yeah. life expectancies. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember when I was researching <laughs> for one of my books, I went kind of did a deep dive into these things. And the original idea was from 
I think it's Otto von Bismarck from mm-hmm. Germany in like the 1880s. And they did the same thing, but it was like, it started paying at 65 and the life expectancy was like 47 or something wow. crazy. Yeah, so it was like, it, made, it sounded like, what, look at this wonderful benefit that we're providing you, but like no one was going to actually get <laughs> you it. You will know? all die before you can <laughs> be eligible. Yeah, super. Um, all right, here's another fun uh, history question. This goes back to the 30s. How many employees did Social Security have to issue new numbers back in 1936 when they first started having them? Was it A, 100 employees, B, 250, C, 750, or D, 2,000 to issue all those Social Security numbers? Well, they would not have had any computers to no. do the work, so that would <laughs> be a challenge. Not. And uh, I know FDR was trying to employ as many people as possible mm-hmm. after the Great Depression started. So I have never heard anything about this, and I'm just kind of, is a wild guess. I'm just going to go with D2000. That's going to be my final answer. I was so hoping to give you a buzzer. No. I love when I completely guess right. Yes, and you get it right. Yes. Um, 2,000 employees to issue numbers to an estimated 26 million people who were originally being issued those Social Security numbers. So even though they had a hefty staff of 2,000 people (laughs) there. That's a heck of a workload right there. And like you said, no computers. I think we had some serious hand cramping back then when they were Isn't trying to Isn't that amazing to think about? I don't yeah. even know if they had like a Scantron or something like that. You <laughs> I, know? Like, I don't what know they, what they would have done. Doing that? I mean, they would have had like a typewriter. I mean, there, there would have been things like that. But um, Need a lot of whiteout then. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go ahead to modern times now, Pat. Okay. How much is the average monthly Social Security payment? Is it A, $667? This is average again. B, $1,657? Is it C, $2,286? Or D, $3,148? The average monthly Social Security payment today. That's really hard, Jen, because, you know, we, well, we have, I mean, we've met with hundreds and hundreds of people, maybe thousands, and, you know, talk about their basic financial situation. And if they're collecting, we find out how much they're collecting. And typically, if they aren't, we're asking what their estimate is. And uh, I, I think the maximum right now is somewhere in the low 3,000s. So mm-hmm. that obviously would not be the average. Okay. And w- what's interesting is you have someone, let's say, that's retiring now and maybe is near that maximum. But you still have people living right now collecting that maybe claimed 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, oh, right, before yeah. some of those inflation. And so maybe they only collected a few, started with a few hundred dollars. So I'm going to go with like the 1600 Is that one of the, is that one of my options? Um, <laughs> is that one of my, B, 1657 yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. Is that your, that's your that's final answer? That's my final answer, answer yeah. Really? Final answer? Yep. yep. Gosh darn it. I was, I... Oh, I just want to give you the buzzer, and I can't yet. Yeah, so that's the 2022 number. If you remember, we had all that big news about the increase in October of 2021. It went up by 5.9%. That was the average of about $92 per beneficiary per month to bring it up to $1,600.57. So... Again, average monthly payment. Again, not something that we want to say, no thanks, I don't want it, but I think it speaks to the fact that you probably want to do some additional planning other than Social Security when it comes to uh, how you'll pay your bills in retirement. Because while that is great to have that, probably not enough for a lot of people to live on entirely. So. There's no doubt about that. And I think the retirees I've spoken to are not very excited about it because they're assuming there will be equal increases in Medicare costs that'll probably wipe it out anyway. And then on top of that, you have everything's getting more expensive (laughs) every month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You need to have other places to find retirement income. Definitely a conversation to have. I think that's a good place for me to throw out the phone number there, 803-9-RETIRE, to talk about some of those options as it relates to your income in retirement. Because while Social Security is It's a given for a lot of people. There's probably some other things that we want to talk about as well. And certainly our next question is when when to start taking that. So again, 803-9-RETIRE is that number. Pat, here's our next question. And I think we're going to have time for a 
bonus question. So Ooh. that'll be fun. Oh, but let's okay. get through this first one here because I, I really want to give you the buzzer at some point. So I'm gonna <laughs> gonna keep I trying. Know that. Here. You know, okay. you know, I'm just itching to do this. Okay, uh, question number five, Pat. At what age will your social security payment max out? Is it A at 67? Is it B at age 50? Is it C, age 72, or is it D? Trick question. It's different for everyone when Social Security maxes out. Oh, when does your mm. Social Security max out? Mm-hmm. When does it totally max out? You can't get any more benefits. Ah, that's a weirdly worded question. See, and that's what I was hoping for. But it might just mess <laughs> you up if I say. So I'm just going to pick my own answer. Okay. And I'm going to say that I'm assuming what you're referring to is the ability for the benefits to continue growing mm-hmm. and deferring. That would be age 70. You're mm-hmm. trying to trick me with 72 because they changed required <laughs> distributions to 72, but that's not correct. <laughs> However, if you delay your – at any point you start claiming your Social Security benefits, I would make sure to note that I think the question is poorly worded because your, benefits can, <gasps> because your benefits can still continue to grow. You just mentioned they're going up 5.9% right now. Right. So no one, no one, is, no one oh. was limited by that benefit, oh, right? that's quite technical when you C, add in the COLA. See, yeah. Oh, so I'm going to say E, <laughs> 70 years old because I have no idea what other answer you're going to give me. Okay. That's what it was referring to was when does it stop okay. having that growth that you get okay. every year. So so explain <laughs> that a little bit. So that's full retirement age, right? Full retirement age is based on when you were born, and that is the how it will stop changing. But then it continues to increase until you turn 70. That's when they stop growing for everybody. There's nobody who gets to be like special, like Queen Elizabeth, and it keeps growing, right? <laughs> that's correct. Like, I don't okay. think Queen Elizabeth has very good Social Security benefits either. But, yeah, probably uh, That's not. That's neither here nor there. No, so you're you're right. So what we're referring to is, you know, anyone listening right now that's not already claiming Social Security, your full retirement age for Social Security is either 66 or 67 or somewhere in between, depends on the year you were born. You can start claiming as early as 62, and you can allow your benefits to continue growing and compounding and deferral until age 70. There's no reason to delay it more than that because it won't grow any longer than that. And now we will move on to the bonus round, Pat. And we've got one more chance where my finger is hovering over over the buzzer. <laughs> what topic is the most visited Social Security web page? What is the topic of the most visited mm. Social Security web page? So they have all these tabs when you go yep. to the Social Security Administration's web page. Is it A, how to get a replacement card? Is no. it B, a name change? No. Is it C, your retirement estimator? I like that. Or is it D, most popular baby names? <laughs> I am going to go with estimator because I was thinking it'd be something along the lines of like, when can I yeah. claim my benefits? Yeah. I mean, it's so important to know. So retirement estimator, C is yep. your final answer. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Baby names. It was Pat. really? The most popular baby names. Back in 1998, <laughs> they started publishing this list of the most popular names based on what they were getting from applications for newborns. I had no idea. And, like, if you Google baby names, like baby names list, it will be one of those options. It's, it's like the fourth one, popular baby names. So people who are looking for baby names, they go to the Social Security Administration. Pat, super fun to talk about Social Security, and I'm glad I finally stumped you on one of them. <laughs> but here's the reality. When it comes to Social Security, there was a study in 2019 that said only 4% of Americans were taking those benefits at the optimal time. And that, Pat, means most of us are taking our benefits at the wrong time, and we're losing out on tens of thousands of dollars over a lifetime. Yeah, the average household is missing out on $111,000 in unclaimed Social Security benefits because of not taking their benefits at the optimal time. Unfortunately, not many financial advisors are even willing to talk about this. To me, $100,000 is a huge amount of money, and I wouldn't want to accidentally miss out on a benefit like that. There are a lot of variables you need to consider before you start taking Social Security. So we are offering a free Social Security analysis to help you look at each and every one of those important items. The Social Security Administration can't help you with all of this. They can only give you facts about your Social Security, and they can't teach you how to make the most of your benefits. That's what our Social Security analysis can do for you if you call 803-9-RETIRE. This is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call us now and get your free Social Security analysis at 803-9-RETIRE. You could be missing out on tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime income 
or you could be living your best case scenario. It's a matter of claiming your social security at the right time. 803-9-RETIRE is the number to call. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time. Securities offered through Arcadios Capital, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Arcadios Wealth. Preservation specialists and Arcadios are not affiliated through any ownership.